The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Thank you, Alliance. Excellent work once again, because it's taped. It's going to be that way every day. It is, uh, today is a celebration. Finally, us Suns fans and the city can see uh, the fruits of our trade against Charlotte, I believe, tonight. is And uh, I got to tell you, I got to put it out in the ether for the last three nights. I have had very vivid dreams of Kevin Durant going up for a dunk and landing and falling down and grabbing his knee. Same dream. Not the Slim Reaper. I'm putting it out there. Because I don't want to keep that inside. I don't want that to be something I'd be like, ah! So I'm putting it out. I know. Our biggest fear, because Mikel Bridges went off for 31 again last night. So maybe he's going to turn into Michael Jordan. Would it be worth it if the guy you traded became an all-time great, but... You got a championship. Yes. Yep. What if Mikel Bridges takes the Brooklyn Nets to three championships and you get one? Egg on you. Is it egg on? Is it bad? No. We you got, got one. one. We got it. one. Still worth it. Getting that trophy is all that matters. Because Mikel Bridges putting up 28, 29 points a night since the trade. And he's only played five games. And you have to realize that if you kept Mikel... It would have never happened. Probably would never have happened, at least the way things were going. He's great. I like him a lot, and I like Cam Johnson a lot. I think Just the way the mix was, I don't think it would happen. He was never going to be the focal point, and now he kind of is up there in Brooklyn. So you give him the ball more, but is there enough basketball to go around and make Mikel Bridges your focal point when you got Booker and clearly not? They got a pretty good team up there in Brooklyn, too. They're they're these crumbs they picked up from all their trades. Nice Nice little group they got. Not going to win much, but they get beat by the Bucks. But still, Mikel had 31. Giannis had 33, so it kind of balances back. They weren't guarding each other. But but uh, Kevin Durant tonight for the Suns, and I've had three nights in a row, and I mean the exact same dream. Good news was the blue wasn't right. So if I see that, uh, that uh, Charlotte or the big CLT, <laughs> as, <laughs> if that will be on their jerseys, I <laughs> it thrills me that they went with that. But if uh, if the Hornets game tonight, which is in 10 hours and 19 minutes, if their floor is dark blue, I might not watch the game. If they have the regular wood but dark blue borders and key, I may just turn it off because that's what's happening in the dream. Any other color and my dream is false. But three nights in a row, same exact thing, and it is a power move. It is underneath. He's under. He gets kind of a loose ball. Uh, fake steps left, dunks, comes down on his knee funny, and then just crumbles to the ground and grabs his leg. Every fan's worst nightmare. But the server comes out and kicks him. 
And Sarver happens to be there in the front row still. I mean, fearless, this guy. Goes out and gives him a big fat boot in the ribs. I think if you kick Kevin Durant, you might send him into the air. And then, like, if the air conditioner's on, he'll float up there for a little while. I think you can fax Kevin Durant places. I'm pretty sure he's that thin. I'm pretty sure if Kevin Durant, they don't need to have him travel on the team plane. Just last second, fax him to Charlotte, and he'll get there in, like, a minute or two. He's a thin man, but the, it, the fear I have of this is as a as that's a fan. Wild. That's the I know three nights in a row, dark blue. That's you sure all you want to awake. What do they change? Taking it again? They have that like daydreaming. That's, that's not what I dreamt of. This is what I'm hoping for. Okay. Does their floor say Buzz CLTS? Oh, Buzz City. City. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought they had written buzz on their floor. It's the Pornhub Arena, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for that floor with the turquoise and the, and the dark black. But they also have one that's blue. They have so five, they five the floor floors. Up? Yeah, so do the Suns. They got five different floors. So there's one where it's all dark blue, like the keys blue, the outer sides blue. And I, and I'm like, I hope that's not the one they used. I hope they use the buzz one. I think that would be great. I hope. We'll see. But that would be the dream. So, Suns fans, I apologize for putting that out in the ether, but I had to because I've been living with it for the last three days, and now that it's game day, it's had it again last night. Same dream. I'm like, oh, man, what is my mind doing to me? Which means I'm too invested in this nonsense. I got to get a hobby that's better than – I got to start watching a little more off the grid. I got I tried to watch Lyle Lyle Crocodile last night. Impossible. Impossible. I thought, you know, the preview – Megan's got it going. She goes, that's cute. I'm like, all right, I don't care. Pop it on. Got nothing else to do. Watched about eight minutes of Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And they made him sing pretty. You haven't seen it yet? I'm surprised. No. I figured you and Kirby would have sat down with loads and loads it of It was a popcorn. sports day last no, night. No, not yesterday, just any time. Oh, yeah. What were you watching sports yesterday? Well, no, Kirby had a tennis match. And oh. then right from tennis to uh, football, flag football. She's pl- wow. Does she go to school at all, or is she just constantly Not playing? anymore. No. She's got uh, <laughs> basketball, football, sports. tennis. Is she going to go to tennis? Um, she's getting there. Is she? All right. Yeah. She's got a uh, ways to go, but, you know, she's on the freshman farm right. system. So she's, she's working Played a little on exhibition uh, yesterday, and she'll get a little play tomorrow, but right. she's got a ways to go. All right. You're working her. You're a little Todd Marinovich dad. You're one of those and forceful dads. She is uh, throwing... They have her QB on uh, on the flag she's, football. Really? She's chucking it. Yeah, she's got got doing the a uh, chucker. The, the coach is teaching her the uh, the Peyton Manning step back. Yeah, drop back three steps. Keep your feet moving. Open. Yeah, keep your feet moving. Yeah, that's not the Peyton Manning. That's a quarterback. Stroke. I know it's a that's an insanely boring. But quarterback I just think stroke. of the uh, exaggerated one that one two Calio, three feet move. One, Caliendo two, three, did that little side left. Peyton Manning quarterback camp back front. Oh, the camp. Yeah. I, that's right. Anyway, well, good. There you go. I don't know if I'd call that a sports day. The ninth grade girl. It was, but it was five hours. Oh, my God. He watched all of it? Well, I went to the Indian School Park for the tennis. Oh. And then the footballs at uh, Power and They don't Lakos. have tennis by your house? No, it was a tra- You know, there was a travel. Oh. Traveling game. Brutal. Scottsdale prep. Man. You got to get this kid an early driver's license. She is working your ass all over the place. Not worth it. Oh, sorry. And not entertaining enough for the value of the gas. I think. Uh, no way. 
No way that's worth four bucks a gallon. <laughs> Kids playing sports. Are you crazy? It's on the bubble, Jim. It is not on the bubble. <laughs> you have to say nice things because you might be listening. But off the air, you'll tell me the truth. Actually, yesterday, I mean, because it's new into tennis, and she's really enjoying the tennis thing, and she's excited sure. for Great. this uh, Consolidate. Football. Have her bring that viola or whatever it is and honk that out while she's uh, we got taking that breaks. one out of the way last yeah. week. Get, some, get it going during the thing so you can two for one. Literally well, kill two birds. With her viola and tennis at the same time. Well, ask him about 9 a.m. when we should, we know she's yeah, not there. when she's not there when Kerbin Herb's dead. Hell no! So, oh, <laughs> my God, it was brutal. It's not that your kid's no good. She might be playing some dolt on the other side that makes a mockery of the whole thing. That leads us to this email. John, I know you stand by abortion. And I do, too. But something goes unsaid. And that's a man's abortion rights. Oh, here we go. Ladies, calm down. I feel that if a man doesn't want a child that they conceived, a baby, whether, and he spelled weather like the rain and snow rather than the right way, whether it be a broken condom or free stuff or whatever, he should be able to go to court and request an abortion because we live in a world now where if a man wants one and a woman doesn't, he signs over rights. He still has to pay for the child. I need your thoughts. Signed, Christian Muzzy. Now, first off, the minute I read your name, I giggle hysterically and don't care about your letter. The body of your letter doesn't matter the second I hear that you're not allowed in England. Because if you say the word Muzzy in England, you go to jail. It's a terrible slur. It's like having the N-word for the last name. You have to change your last name if you ever left the States. Christian Muzzy makes everybody so uncomfortable. Packy and Muzzy make them nuts. It sounds like you converted... <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe he's just a real funny Muslim. The Muzzy. Anyway, Mr. Muzzy, uh, you'll be surprised to hear that my stance on abortion remains the same. However, you know the rules. You can't complain after the fact. It's a woman's call, right? It's a lady's call. Yes. So whether you want it or not, it's still her call. That doesn't mean that, uh, that that's the way it isn't. So that's the way society set it up. So you have to live with those rules. Just because you want it to be a certain way uh, doesn't mean that it's going to be. So you uh, accept, radically accept this situation and say, I don't want to get somebody pregnant. I need to be more careful because I don't have a say. I disagree with not having a say, but I don't have one. So you have to accept that. You can't. I don't think you should ever go to court and force a woman to have an abortion either, but still. I think you should go to Dr. Lynn right away. Right. If you're worried about pregnancy, there's a solution. Dr. Lynn. Broken condom. Whatever you're doing with that pre-stuff you were talking about. Yeah. Getting someone pregnant is now the ball is out of your court. You've lost control of the situation, and that's your fault. So, Mr. Muzzy. Who, anything you email, Mr. Muzzy, I will answer because I always help the Muzzies. You know, Brady, I've been a fan of that Muzzy group for yes. a long time. This family of Muzzies that bugs me all the time. Christian Muzzy. What a name. <laughs> it's a slur. But yeah, you can't do that. It's uh, the, the comparison of, of saying... Uh, and what about the other way? Well, I demand her to have it. You can't do that. Yeah. You have to, here's the thing, you have to know what you're dealing with before you jab it. Yeah. It's one of the, the 
key questions on a date or in a night out drinking. Like, what are your what's your stance on abortion? Before you do anything, like, hold on, before we get into this, I need to know how you feel about abortion. And women, you need to do the same because you got some lunatic screaming that he, he's going to take you to court and demand you have one or vice versa. You're going to have a nightmare in here. So you got to be on the same page there before that. I know that kills a lot of uh, spontaneity between the good Catholic and the uh, whore. But the good Catholic isn't a good Catholic. If that's where he draws the line, yeah, I hosed her. Yeah, I, I filled her up with a cream pie. But the Lord says abortion is wrong. Like, wait a minute. That ain't working for anybody, Christian Muzzy. I think God is is telling me something we have to have. He would frown on this abortion. Well, he would have frowned on you turning her over in the shower and trying to put it in her butt, too, but it didn't seem to slow you down that day. But I think the Catholics... That's been lifted for a while, right? Abortion? Why does, no, they no, were saying uh, birth control, even using it. Well, I think they, they, well, they were. They were. It's frowned on. I don't think they're really like. They're, they're not. They're saying pro- don't use uh, prophylactics. They're not handling it. I think they've changed that. Nah, I don't think they're changing it so much as they just don't talk about it like they used to. I'm pretty sure the every sperm is sacred thing still lives on. Like it's all for procreation and abstinence. Love. Yeah, abstinence is their thing. If you're going to do it, be smart, but don't. That's their rule. They're not going to start going, here's some condoms. They're not. That's what they've been bitching about for hundreds of years. They're not giving you that. But, yeah, that's the way it is. It just is. You may not like it. It just is. And if you've got a chick that wants to have babies like crazy, run. Run if you don't want babies. Because when she gets pregnant, she's keeping it. And then you're on the hook. And you should be. And if she and if you feel like I'm going to go to court and demand an abortion, you're Mangala, man. That's not right. That's horrible. You impregnate her, you be a man, and you take that next step. And But also, keep your fingers crossed that she's on your team and she's going to get herself a graham cracker and some Sprite and everything will be okay in a couple of weeks. It sounds like Christian Muzzy's going through a thing. He's got a girl on his hands that's not complying with what he thought. I thought you were cool. And again, if you're a girl who gets knocked up because your religious beliefs say you can't get an abortion, mm, and you skip the first part, God didn't like you taking all that seed to begin with. Now you're going to start kneeling at the altar? I don't think that's a thing. Horrible choice to make. What, the abortion? Oh, it's terrible. But still, let's not bring God into it once once you opened your legs and took all that seed. And then suddenly you're, you know, Mother Teresa. Well, then we're going to get married. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're going to do the right thing. Like what? We should have. Well, it's too late to do that. Always know when you're naked with somebody how they feel about abortion. I do it in men's locker rooms. It's all right, guys, before I drop my trousers. How do we all feel about abortion? Because this could get hairy in here. All right, that's enough. What? And it's funny what he's saying in the initial letter. So, uh, Who? Christian Muzzy. All right. I don't want to pay for something I created. <laughs> well, I don't care about that so much. He just wants he wants control of a situation he doesn't have control of. You're part of that game. He he's basically being like you. I'm not paying for this. That's basically, he just, I, it isn't even about what he created. You know how much that's going to cost? Yeah, she could hit him up for, you know, uh, you know, back pay on dinner and he'd throw the same fit. Christian Muzzy sounds a little bit like his middle name should be uh, Jew. <laughs> Christian Jew Muzzy. That's the best name I've ever heard in my life. I'm Christian Jew Muzzy. 
you're all over the road, man. Anyway, so thanks for the email. I'm I'm hopeful I helped, but certain instances where you have to sit back. Well, it isn't fair. That isn't how it should be. Well, that's how it is. So it's the same thing as you know drugs. I always just say that to potheads. People getting arrested for weed and it's stupid. I'm like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Doesn't really matter. That's what it is. So if you've got a pound of weed in your car and you get arrested, your screams of this shouldn't be illegal don't matter. It is, and you knew that. Well, this guy said it should be like. This guy said it should be like Chappelle says. If a woman wants to keep it, we should have the option not to pay for it. My money, my choice. (laughs) Right. I agree with that. (laughs) It makes you a dick, but (laughs) uh, we're dicks. Yeah, Brittany Griner. Oh, this is terrible. I can't believe these strict drug laws in Russia. They're they're great. Well, they are what they are. You knew that going in, right? Yes, we knew it, but it shouldn't be. Well, it also shouldn't have been that you had vape pens full of weed in Russia, knowing that's how they punish you. You're right. It's strict. It's overboard. It's nuts. It's silly. But it is what it is. And when you break that rule, you know, they have laws in Saudi Arabia and stuff about uh, what you can cover and what you can do if you're a lady. And if you go ahead and break those laws, you pay the price. Currently, getting a woman pregnant isn't a law, but it is kind of in their court. And you're not taking them. You're not going to get a lawyer to take your side to go, I should demand an abortion. (laughs) That's not the way it works. (laughs) Good luck to you, Christian Muzzy. I'm proud of you for even asking. I'm proud of you for wandering around the earth with that name. It's great. It's something, something. Check out Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. We talked about, uh, I, I mentioned it briefly, about uh, little person syndrome, like short people. Yeah. And they proved it. Science has proven, a uh, study proved short person syndrome uh, is not necessarily going to lead to more anger, but... Uh, there's a more likely to become a psychopath if you're under five foot eight and a man. See Glenn Danzig. Uh, <laughs> know. Oh, you know what else it is? More likely to become a psychopath if you're a woman under five three. So it works for women too. Women never get that short thing. It says it turns out small man syndrome is a real thing. Scientifically, they found that shorter people are more likely to be psychopaths. Uh, narcissistic tendencies live in people under a certain height. Now, did that change? What? I mean, because the average height, you know, you go back 100 years. Well, well, I don't think they ever measured for what makes you a psychopath. I think we had a better understanding of when you are one. We just knock you around. We didn't care how tall you were or what led to it. We just knew you're an asshole. You're going into the long coat. Now we have to try to figure everything out. But they did. And they're like, but what they did find out, 367 people, uh, they they did this uh, study. It was a pretty good one. And uh, the hope that the findings would lead them to understanding what happened participants had to complete a dirty dozen dark triad questionnaire which is standardized for dark traits it's a real test uh they had to agree with various statements i tend to manipulate others to get my way i tend to be called or i tend to be callous and insensitive uh there are similar statements about their height which had to score i wish i were taller i'm satisfied with my height and none of them answered that they were surprisingly the study found both genders male and female I know there's 300 of them, but that's the ones they focused on. Uh, had dark dark triad traits if they were short. Uh, the traits grew, or the, the likelihood of being a psychopath grew if you said, I am short and I'm not happy about being short. Your tendencies to be a psychopath were much higher. 
Shorter people, especially uh, those who wish they were taller, are characterized by traits that are likely to make them uh, confrontational and have an interest in power because they so rarely feel powerful. They always feel less than in a group of people like Brett and me and Toledo (laughs) (laughs) and others and others. I'm glad to hear the opening part. Five, seven. No, that they were uh, like saying you're upset with your height. I've never I've never felt that way. You should. (laughs) Short men can't can't demand respect physically, so they have to demand it by imposing on others. Uh, acquire resources and impress romantic partners with loudness and traits that will get them noticed. Shorter women tend to use deception to appear desirable or gain protection resources. So they basically are the helpless little, oh, you better give me stuff. But that's women in general, isn't it? They take anything they've got as a weapon and weaponize it, which is smart. Like if you have big cans, you accentuate the big cans. I mean, you, yeah. you you manipulate with what your strength is. That's just being a smart person, I think. Like, you know your strengths and you lead with them. If you're a short person, you have to act helpless. Or the other way around, that they're really ag- aggressive, loud. Well, that's... The women that th- those are, are outgoing and... Yeah, those usually turn into short lesbians. But like the diminutive, demure, little tiny... I'm just a little tiny... Tiny girls always say, but I'm so little... Like, they love being considered helpless and little. Then you'll just do stuff. Or tend to give them The things. natural provider. Right. It's like, well, I can, I can protect. Because that's yeah. a man's natural role is yep. to feel like, I will be there for you as a provider and a protector. So how about that? So if you're under 5'8", uh, you're 5'7". And I know Scott Haynes, one of our listeners, is like 5'4". We've golfed with him. He's a tiny little fella. But he's comfortable with his height. How tall is Larry? McFeely's about 5'7". <laughs> He's not a psychopath. I didn't say he was. <laughs> I was just curious. A, there, was a, there was a pause there that you were like, hmm. Brett did puffy lip nod. He did. Mm, I see, I see. <laughs> it was like, you, like like we were over in Vienna with a psychiatrist convention. Mm, my gosh, Larry, five, seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that explains everything. And the Shan man, too. He's got to be what? The Shan is like five, five. Yeah. He's short. Ooh. Does he? He doesn't have anger issues, does he? He's not psychopathic. He doesn't fall into the category of short man syndrome. Maybe he's got some lesser uh, than you know. He's mellowed a little bit, and I wonder also because the people we're talking about tend to be reclusive. Absolutely, both of them. You know, so I wonder if that has anything to do with it. like how much of that dark triad tends to go back into you know shelling up and not being part of society. Because hmm. Man certainly doesn't go and do a lot. And he likes it. It's not like he's an yeah. unhappy guy, but that's oh, it. No, no. And Larry's the same way. I wonder if that's a height thing. I don't know if I was their height, I'd never leave the house. How embarrassing. That's got to be. I wouldn't leave the house because of people like me. I'd look at him and go, <laughs> hello, Wonka. So cute. <laughs> yeah, so that's a thing. So if you're a short person this morning and you're, and you're pissed off at this article. A chance you could be a psychopath. If, if this article pissed you off and you're 5'6", guess what? It was right. It's working. It's happening. You're not allowed to have weapons. Yeah, so I guess that's a thing for real. And that's short man syndrome, which short men are the ones who get angriest about. Oh, it's garbage. There's tall, angry people, too. Yeah, there's tall, angry people. But Napoleon complex. Nope, and they pictures of Napoleon are everywhere. And Hitler wasn't the tallest guy in the world, but he was taller than, I think he was like 5'10 or so. He had some height. Although I don't know if that's a lie or not. He wore boots, too. Yeah, he, he lifted. He yeah. he definitely heightened. Yeah, the Gene Simmons boots. <laughs> Walking around in those giant boots. 
Hitler, every day, whether he wanted to or not, had to put the outfit on. Never saw Hitler in a T-shirt and sweats. Like, no, nah, not today. It's my day off. Every time Hitler was out, he was in the gear. That's Never a, wore the same Hugo Boss no, suit. It's just a lot of getting ready. It is a lot. I mean, his closet had to be just full of stuff with big shoes and boots. It's like Schwarzenegger in Last Action Heroes, just all the oh, same, same in the suit over and over. Flat to wear, flat to wear. Same as yesterday. <laughs> well, my big boots. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's crazy. But yeah, short people, sorry about that, but that's a fact. Nothing you can do about it. You're short. That's the way it lives. And they even, yeah, they even said that uh, dark traits may be a part of a suite of psychological systems which help shorter people to compete in life's great challenges. Uh, if you have to get your hands uh, on something, you have to be aggressive to do it because so often you feel like someone bigger will take it from you. So whether yeah, or not, whether or not to- they're even in a competition, they feel they have to be a certain way to get it. They feel undermanned. You know, it's like it's, you're always the underdog. Whether a big guy's going to take it off the table or not, you feel like you got to grab that thing. It's a run to the litter. The way they act around food, even when there's no dogs, is if I don't eat this now, somebody's going to take it because I don't have the power. I, I've, been, I've talked, to, I talked to a guy at a gym once who was just yoked. But he was about five, five, huge. And he, me and the trainer both said, it's like, man, I wish I could get that kind of growth. Because it was immediate, like a month and a half of this guy working, and he got huge. And he's like, yeah, so I work real hard. I'm like, yeah, you work hard. But I mean, you also have the advantage of only having to push the weight a few inches from your chest. <laughs> well, That and- dude got furious with me. I'm like, I've got long, human, full-size grown man arms. Yeah. So me bench pressing. It's a lot of motion. Like, look at all that range I've got to cover. And I'm like, you just have to go. <laughs> and you're, you're little, little tiny, yeah, these little tiny pushes, which I think I could do. I have to make it just the same as you. I'm like, oh, you're strong. There's no question about it. But, you know, it's harder for me. That's I'm what naturally made, uh, huge. So Schwarzenegger kind of a freak when he got into bodybuilding. He's tall. He was, he was over six foot. And there yeah. weren't that many competitors no. then. Being tall still that way. and They're gigantic still. is hard work because you have leaner muscle. It's longer, so it's yeah. harder to make it all bulky. That's why so many short dudes are just ripped in little boxes of muscles. And you tap on the head and go, you are adorable. <laughs> you just weak real hard. You push them all the way up there, four or five inches, and then you bring it all the way back down to your little chest. That dude got so mad when I was just joking too. I'm like, I have to push it so far away. Look at my arms, how far they go. Yours only go to here, so that you only have to go from here to here. Foot, maybe a foot if you're lucky. So you only have to bench press a little bit. I've got to go uh, practically touch the ceiling. <laughs> it's gonna be harder for me. Oh, he got really mad. And I'm like, dude, we're just, and my trainer Jason was he's like, he's kidding. Although there is truth to that. The more compact you are, the easier it is to pack on size. Or at least to show it. I'm like, see, even the trainer, the personal trainer knows. This dude was boiling. <sighs> I mean, he laughed it off later. but He was stronger than me, but my theory is true. I have to push so much. For- Legs? <sighs> that guy, I could watch him pump out 300 of them. <laughs> like one of mine... <sighs> Had its own wind, had a breeze. <laughs> yeah. And I'd yell to the trainer at the end of the put, Am I there yet? Because it was so far away from me. Good echo. I'm only six feet tall. You don't see a lot of gigantic dudes who are like you know, like Kevin Durant. 
He's seven feet tall. There's no muscle on the guy. He's scary skinny. So it's just different body types. But, yeah, sorry, short people. That's not my thing. It's science. Of course, then again, science said water doesn't cure droughts anymore. So what do they know? All this snow, that doesn't fix anything, Brady. It's nothing. Hey, we need to hear Christian Muzzy's opinion on little people. I think I think maybe he'd take you to court for weightlifting balance. Christian Muzzy. Hi, my name's uh, Kathy. First name's really Catholic. Kath, Kathy Packy. Kathy Packy. I'm not allowed in a lot of countries. Christian Muzzy wants to force an abortion on the girl he got pregnant because the condom broke. I'm paying. There's nothing more important than knowing a credit score. But right up there is knowing how they feel about abortion and a better align with you. Especially if she's a skank and you're a pig because you're probably going to do something dumb. Your uh, philosophy on dating. Yeah. Credit and scores. And what we've been saying about the credit score for years. Years. Is uh, starting to kick in. I, I don't know what's going on. It seems there was like. A, uh, the dating.com did a survey and now, I mean, it's really changed. For the good. I used to get uh, yelled at for this, too. All my old logic is now coming to... It's all happening. 45% of the respondents in their survey reported that they planned to ask about personal finances on the first date. Goddamn right. No. Yes. No. First not, date. No. Why? I'm trying to get in there. I don't care. I'm not... You don't want to knock up <laughs> some I'm looking for some relationship. No now, I'm not going to, obviously. Okay, Christian Muzzy. <laughs> yeah, look, Dr. Muzzy. Lynn has when, got me taken care of. When 450 uses her burner phone to call you to say you owe her money, she's not letting I'm you pregnant. off the hook forever. And now you got 18 years of you-know-who's nah. wife calling going, can I borrow five bucks? Nah, she's so dumb she ain't going to know my real name. What difference does it make? What are you talking about? There you I'm go. I'm not taking her to All my right. house. Right. Are you kidding me? I got rules. I'm going to that one-bedroom right. apartment on 43rd right. and Indian caveat then. He's right. If you're not going to ask about... Uh, right. Credit score, no phone number, no right. address, no real name. Now, if you're looking for a relationship, right. I yeah. agree 100%. Yeah. That's right. what this is about. Okay, all right. Brett, a, uh, Brett's immediate fooler. Tag it and tag it. Fooler yeah. us and, and drop her off on the street corner. <laughs> sure, I suppose in Brett's That's why world. I like the homeless. I one never third, give him my real name, my phone number. at the bar. Hey, hey, look. You ready for this No. One? 50% <laughs> said they would end their relationship after finding out their partner's 401k contributions are unsatisfactory. Their contributions or their total their end contributions. result? contributions. See, you know, there's where you got... That's you, a You start messing around with people like, how much yeah. do you have? Now you start looking like you want a piece of it. Because once you... I'll tell you this. Once you... Because I've, I've had I've had nothing and I've had something. And something starts to be... You start getting... It's just natural to start getting skeptical that somebody's after your stuff. Here's the... All new people in your life want something. I got a call from a friend from 15 years ago. Just the other day. And my first thought was, what do you want? I was happy to hear from him, but there was something in the end of this that was like, you're going to ask me for money. And he did. Like, you can almost sense it. Like, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Oh, it's great to talk to you. Is everything going good? Yeah, I've seen you doing great. And I've been doing all this. I'm starting this new thing. I just wanted to know. I'm like, no. No, thank you. You're 53 years old and you're starting a new project. Uh, you've never been successful. Maybe you'll hit one out of the yard here at 53, but the die is cast, in my opinion. You're not getting any money from me. And it was weird. So, yeah. I, I, And that's me. That's me being real. Because back in the when – you, when you're broke, that makes sense. Like you'd say, oh, this guy's got to get rich. He can turn 2000 into 20000 in a month. There's a bunch of those guys. And they those people usually tend to be those people forever. 
Very rarely oh, yeah. does the dude that says, I can take your 800 bucks and make it 8000 in three weeks. Give me a chance. You'll run into them 15 years later, and that's just growth and life experience. Another, another, and they're still doing that crap. Another opportunity happens again. Yeah. 15 years later, like, dude, if you give me, I got a mushroom farm. And this is going to take over, like these hallucinogenics. So you give me five hundred bucks, I'll turn it into fifty thousand. I'm like, you told me the same thing in nineteen ninety four. Forty five percent said they'd feel comfortable asking about credit scores Absolutely. with a new partner within the first three months of dating. Three months. Uh, it, look, if you're like Brett and you're at a bar at one thirty, there's no reason to even get to know each other. I'm right. with you on that. Yes. But if you ask a girl, hey, you want to go grab something to eat, and have a night out, you're asking for credit score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I if wanna, I see I hopes wanna, of it maybe going beyond I want to see that, what's going yes. on. How, what, what's, how much debt are you in and what's your credit score? These are people looking for relationships again. Right. This one gets me 47% reported. They would like to align on financial goals with a new partner before the relationship becomes serious. Meaning that we have the, we have the same exact ideas? I think so. Not, that, we're not joining money. No. Right. But you're like, what? Are, how do you know? How would you like to live your life? What kind of lifestyle do you yeah. want to live? Well, I think that's reasonable. That's good because yeah. you're both uh, driven or you're both not. Yeah. And that's still a lot. Right. Two people have to have the same understanding that I may be the ambitious one and this person isn't. And I'm okay with that because she's got great cans. Or right. I would like to be here in five years. Um, um, well, I still want to be in a band. And, <laughs> right. Uh, and that's women have to understand. Women don't like that. A man will take a woman that goes, I just want to be a teacher. That's my passion. I don't really care about having And I'm like, I'm a money guy. But you know what? That makes sense to me. We'll go together. A woman says, I want money, and looks at a guy that says, oh, would I want to be an art teacher in an elementary school? She's leaving. I would, I would venture to guess that most women now, today, won't give you much of a second chance if you don't have a key fob that opens your car door. <laughs> it's actually a... Never thought of that. I, I would assume if they see you fumbling around trying to get the car open with keys, you ain't. You're gone. There's no way. Like if you don't have buttons or like an, your phone doesn't control that. If you have a flip phone, she ain't sticking around. You're in real trouble if on your first date you have to put the crank in in front of the car. And <laughs> well, then you're a then you're a, you got a museum piece. You might have millions. <laughs> but if it's a you know if it's an '88 Astra. And you still have to crank it with a towel and like, all right, if I just pull this fast and start it like a lawnmower. Yeah, I would venture to guess that most women see you with a flip. And I, most guys, too, if you see a girl with a car that unlocks with keys or she's got a flip phone, she's a 420 score, not a 420 fun score either. Not like a weedy. Like her credit score and her favorite number is 420. You got yourself an unambitious pothead that's happy driving around in that Yugo or whatever she's she's got a Suzuki Samurai and she's like everything I don't care and find something she's just waiting for somebody to she's got the Prince Charming thing you're just gonna pay for everything someday still has her class of ninety five thing hanging off the rear <laughs> oh man oh man class of ninety five that's sad <laughs> if you're still celebrating your high school graduation thirty years later yeah go hang yourself <laughs> things were better then the Suzuki was new I felt good. Three marriages ago, 400 credit points. Oh, boy. Yeah, find out their credit score. That's been a theory of mine from jump. Always know that men and women know that you got somebody that's paying, at the very least, paying their bills. It shows that they've had responsibility. That's it. 
Because I guarantee you, somebody with a five to 600 credit score might seem like they've got it turned around. But the second you let your guard down, something's coming up. You know, I haven't paid taxes for seven years. Oh, Christ. That's going to be the taxes. You got some sort of a bill that comes due later. You owe somebody on the side a bunch of money that doesn't count towards a credit score. Anybody in the 500s right off the bat, there's there's something coming around the corner later. I wonder if she's still making payments on her cans. But she's still got a terrible credit score. And no, she, but a good credit score. Them, oh, good credit score. Years oh, ago. Sure. She can have debt. <laughs> oh, yeah. If they're 10 years old oh, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. still throwing 11 bucks a month down. Right. She's ready yeah. for the lift already. Right, yeah. <laughs> these, these have to be replaced and you still haven't paid for the first ones. That's like a girl who's got an eight-year lease on a car. <laughs> At least it. Oh, God. How much? Three eighty-five a month. That's not terrible. How long? <laughs> 10 Four years. Months. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Sign Manny Machado to 10 years, let alone a car. Yeah, if she's paying for her own boobs, but her credit score is good, mm-hmm. well, that's great. Okay. All right. She's allowed debt. All right. So that's where I was kind of Yeah, that, she's yeah. allowed debt. It can't be astronomical. It can't be more than she makes. If she's paying question, the minimum yeah, on the debt. Right. If the first like question is because, like well. Two years. But even still, if you've got, you know, good credit, it means that you've got room in your like you're not maxed out because once you hit that max, then your credit score starts to drop too. It's like all you do is pay minimums, and your debt is humongous, and what you're bringing in ain't working. So then you're she's not going to have a good credit score. If she's a minimum payer, or he, if he's still paying for his hair plugs, you know, and he's a five eighty. <laughs> you got no. This guy's no good. Yeah, keep an eye on flip phones, key fobs. That's a big one. I never thought about the fob thing. That's good. If you've met a girl right now and she's like, hang on a second. And she's drilling this thing into the side of her car. Like, what are you doing? Why are you poking holes in your car? Gotta get in. Oh, God. What year is this thing? 97, Taurus. Christ, run! (laughs) It's not even one of the good Tauruses. It's not the fast one. and It's not well taken (laughs) care of. Anyway. Life lessons. I've been teaching that one for a long time, but Dave Ramsey can suck it. I've been doing that one for 20 years on this show. Get your credit score. But he's, his deal is bailing those people out. Right. My deal is ignoring them forever. <laughs> don't, don't get in that situation. Right. My deal is, well, you're in it now. That's not yeah. my problem. Bye now. Because all you're yeah. going to do is ask me for money. You're a, you're a friend that uh, goes for loans. Oh, I've had real good friends that make movies and ask for money. And I'm like, you're... F- 48 years old, and you're, I'm going to make this movie. I'm like, not on my dime, you're not. You know, and I'm, I'm rooting for you. I hope it goes great, but I'm not going to be the idiot that jumps in on this because basically it's a passion project. You're not sure. getting anything out of this. I'm not supporting your passions. That's your job. You figure that out. I'm not financing your dream. I better have some ROI on that, kind of guaranteed for a friend's investment. I've done business deals that have gone south. The pandemic kicked my ass. I had two businesses I got involved in, and both of them went, you know, they're still around, but they went in the crapper. We had a jump and then a die, and that happens. But it didn't break me, and also, I didn't ask for anybody else's money to do it. That's dangerous. You had your restaurant. You asked, you know, you had people buying shares under the understanding, hey, this isn't a, this isn't a comeback. This is an investment. Investments happen. Loans are different. Yeah, people asking you for money are, oof, that's a tough one. Yeah, I've had Toledo do it. He begging me. Good thing I didn't either. Just that lady. And my one complaint, he asked me, he said, you know, my, 
my wife and I at the time, and he asked me for that, and I'm like, what happens if you guys split up? Well, that's not going to happen. Like four months later, they were divorced. (laughs) She'd owed me a ton of money, and I'd never gotten that back. And I'd have been looking at him going, you deadbeat. I I wanted to kick him in the face. He understood. It was the right thing to do. It was a fun day, though, having Toledo beg me for cash. He's like, I don't want to do do this. Eh, maybe. I don't know. It's easy for me to go, okay. No. (laughs) You're not going to bail me out? I can't. Because it wouldn't have been him. He was fine. It was his child and his family. And I'm like, I'm not interested in that. That's your problem. <laughs> you should go to court with Christian Muzzy and try, yeah, to, get Muzzy. Thing, try to get this thing eradicated. <laughs> By the way, the most fun you can have in the world, I have a big pile of, uh, I did this last night, uh, a big pile of uh, firewood up against my back wall. I didn't know this about scorpions. You can play with them when they're asleep. They don't wake up when it's cold. Well, it's cold. Yeah, they're very they're super slow. Touch them and twist them around. And I had these gloves on, and I, I, I go out. I went out to get it, and I'll tell they you, they don't the, like moving. They don't want to do a thing in the no. cold. So I, I took the wood and I just smash it against the wall because I know they're in that bark. It's the bark wood, and I mash it up, and then I'll get the black light and I'll hit it. And there's like six of them in this one, and I went to grab it. And I'm like, ooh, there's one right there. And I'm like, wait a minute, I touched him, and he didn't budge. Sleeping, bro. <laughs> he was out, and I flicked his tail. And I pulled him out of the thing, and I threw him on the ground, and I batted him with... I had these gloves that you can't get there, so I wasn't really afraid. Normally, I'd be scared to death. I hate those things. And I'm batting him around. I lit, like, 20 scorpions on fire last night in their sleep. I got one the other night, and he wasn't... They don't know, move. So I showed... Uh, uh, well, Dr. Tooth, he'd never seen one. A scorpion? Yeah. Pretty neat. And it, I didn't think it would be out, but it, you know... I had that one that I brought the wood into the house and put it in the fireplace and hadn't burned it. And then a couple of days later, I'm sitting on the couch and I see a lobster crawling across the real slow. He's like, it's, you know, it's 72 degrees in my house. He's like, is it summer? Like he's, <laughs> he's hung over. He's a little bit goofed up. He comes crawling out of there. And when I put my shoe on him, just dropped a loose shoe, it, it went and he exploded. Like he's so full of whatever he ate last summer. And that dude loaded up. He was gigantic. Gigantic. I, know, I probably should have put them in a pot and boiled them. That thing looked like it had meat. <laughs> I should take a picture of when uh, finally uh, I was like, put them out. So I did, and it was on a circular patio. You don't kill them? them? I did. Oh. It was the most perfect splat. Oh, it's the best. It was like someone made a flat poster yeah. of the scorpion. Everything kept intact. It's- I have got to be, like, when scorpions see me, they it, 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 I'm Hitler to them. I torture them. I do terrible stuff. I, I like when I found out you can just peel the bark back and pour them out, and they're they're dizzy and messed up, and they don't they they like sting all over. They, they don't even know what they're stinging. They're you just see their tails it's going. Just, yeah, you can flick them. They're slow, and I just a little uh, lighter. And I was lighting them real slow. I'd light their tails on fire. I used to cut their tails off in the summer and punch them with a boxing glove on the wall. That was the most fun because they just explode all over. But uh, last night I was burning them. I think I could hear them screaming. <laughs> it was so satisfying. So then I took them in the house, put them in the fireplace, and lit the fire. And I know they're in there. And I was happy to see that the big log from the fire last night was still kind of orange this the morning. The scent of scorpion oh, in the air. The best. Man. <laughs> but because I've killed, i got to be pushing 100,000 at least just with my hands. Not to mention the poison that I put all over the earth every month to make sure that they don't come back. And I've done the, you know, the house. I've I've got it 
scorpion proofed and I've done a lot of things to kill them. Um, the last week I, uh, it was stupid. I went in to move some firewood. They're in there. No gloves. I always, wear I always, I mean, I'm, I'm looking, I them. shake the log a little bit, yeah. but it's still, I'm horrified by them, but I feel power when I can't get stung. But I have a feeling one of these days, like a 50,000 pound scorpion is going to just be in my backyard and it's, gonna, Mo-mo. it'll be, it'll be the end of me. <laughs> but I'm, I have to be pushing hundreds of thousands of killed. I, I, it's, I love killing them. I love it. It's the closest I am to one of those five foot six inch crazy psychopaths. I am. <laughs> I cannot get enough. You know how they feel. And I didn't know this till yesterday. And I've been killing them for t- well, the house that I'm in now was the only house I've ever had scorpions in my life. I didn't know until yesterday. And I don't recommend this for everybody, and especially without those big gloves, which evidently they can still sting through, but chances are they'll just sting the glove. Um, they're rubberized leather. There's rubber inside and leather outside. And they're getting through that all the way with that little baby sting. Yeah. And, uh, but you can bat them around like a cat. They don't know what they're doing. Like you wake them up from this ice cold and they are dumb. And cats do it when they're fully awake. Cats love playing with them, just stomping them and flicking them with their feet. Yeah, cats just know the business end of a scorpion. Just don't hit that thing. Uh, the rest of them are useless. That was me last night, standing in the backyard. And then I'd grab a piece of wood. And uh, if Michael and Troy were home, they'd have seen me in a pair of shorts and a sweatshirt with one piece of wood going, <laughs> running all the way back into the house, <laughs> just in case one was on it. But I'm still horrified by it. Man, oh, man, winter scorpions. Go get some firewood, put it in your backyard while it's still cold out. And then go play with them because they're dumb. Having a couple of days that uh, hit oh. 70 or 71 moves them a little bit, and then it gets cold again. Yeah. It's a good mix. I was kind of like uh, that fourth episode of Dahmer where I had the, the zombies. I'm <laughs> just playing around <laughs> with them in the backyard. Like, what are you doing? I'm going to kill it, but I'm going to take my time. I was torturing them. Cut its little feet with the scissors. <laughs> And just let his little body sit there and sting itself. Like, what's going on? And all the other ones under the bark had to have one eye open. Like, see what's happening to Steve out there? This guy's insane. But I can throw these logs up against the wall so hard. And it rolls back and I put the black light on it. They're still under the bark. Like, nope, we're not going anywhere. That is amazing. Man. And I stomp on it where they are, where the bark is. Nothing. And then you just peel the bark back and brush them off, and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, little sex zombies walking around stinging themselves. Oh, it's the best. It's become a pastime at my house. Summertime, somewhere in June, I go out, do a wall kill. And man, now that I know they're in that firewood, forget it. And now I'm going to poison them and then punch them while they're stinging themselves, then punch them with a boxing glove. Anyway, that's just what I do for fun. <laughs> good times. <laughs> All right. It's good times. Credit score 820. <laughs> Still not completely lost. It's, uh, you know, it is that. What do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? All right. Uh, time for the wake-up song. And, of course, it's brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Two feet of snow going to be happening up I there. I mean, it's ridiculous. So your ski headquarters is obviously Action Ride Shop. You need to get, uh, need to rent some, need to buy some, need to get some repairs done. They're going to take care of you. And, again, like I said yesterday, you don't want to head up north. Screw that. Hit the trails. Yeah. Go rent yourself an e-bike, a regular bike, buy one, or get that old one in the garage fixed up for you. Action Ride Shop's going to take care of you. And uh, 10% off of uh, hardtail 
uh, bikes right now. So actionrideshop.com and visit them right there on Gilbert Road and Southern. This guy says, we had a microwave in our back patio exclusively for microwaving scorpions. Oh, <laughs> How tall said, is he? I was I've never say, seen that. Me neither. But now I'm going to. And I'm going to do it in my home. My, I don't care. I'm not going to exclusively. I'm going to put it in my microwave. I don't care. When they heat up, they puff way up, get super aggressive looking. And you pull them out, you put some shellac on them, and they stay in that position forever. It's amazing. And they smell like, oh my. he says they smell like French toast when they cook. Thank you, Norman Bates. <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Tonight's the night. I'm doing that. Oh, my God. You had to put the scorpions up, sh- shellac them all, and then put them up like you, you're collecting matchbox cars up on a mantle. Have a bunch of different scorpions in different positions. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what Dahmer did. He took pictures he after did. he killed them of positions he liked them in. Uh, says, uh, uh, this one, oh, man. This guy says, John, there's no better feeling than smashing some broad who uses physical keys to unlock her 93 Toyota Camry. <laughs> well, maybe that is true. Uh, women tend to be disinterested in a man who asks them to help push start the car or pop the clutch. That's a pretty good sign your evening is going to end early. <laughs> That's true, too. Oh, man. So the, the one girl had such spectacular cans that it didn't bother me that her driver's side car door didn't open or that it couldn't go in reverse. She'd have to push it backwards out of parking spaces. Ooh. Mm. That's mm. not a relationship. Those has got to be amazing cans, like Kim Petras-type cans. Um, am I seeing this correctly? We should go to this. Uh, miles to Nowhere. And just as a quick refresher from Playdio, because it's been a minute. I love you and you love They're playing Friday. It says here. What drive-in? Where? Pub Rock. We got an in. <laughs> I ain't paying for that. <laughs> <Just saying. laughs> That's Friday. That's why I got good credit. I don't yeah. put money towards that stuff. Friday night, pub rock. Live. Katie and the Hobbs. I think we might have to go to that. Oh, that's a tough Friday. We'll go in like crazy mustaches and giant top hats so no one will recognize us. <laughs> the Mr. Peanut off the article. Absolutely. Who are those three in the back? Don't mind us. Just fans of miles to nowhere. I love you and you love cake and we just want to celebrate. <laughs> those English gentlemen sure do like us. Yes, yes. I love you and you love cake and what you say is so stupid but you are a horrible girl. If you want to go see them live, we'll promote them. We're the only station in town giving them this kind of push so they can get mad all they want. Yeah, KDKB's even like, no. (laughs) They're not even doing it. Wow. This guy says, my dad used to catch scorpions and sell them. Little ones fetch 10 bucks. When you say fetch money, I have a feeling you live in a trailer. (laughs) That that, that fetches a saw buck. Now we can go buy some milk. (laughs) Right. Big ones fetch $20, it says here. And pregnant pregnant ones fetch thirty. <laughs> fetch. <laughs> They're used in various ways. I have one in a bottle of tequila. Oh yeah, you definitely are in a trailer. <laughs> What's this guy's credit score? <laughs> credit score. <laughs> Was the uh, scorpion venom 
if you get some of that, oh. that's big money. Well, yeah, well, I tried to do the math on that once if I could milk them, if I could figure out how to milk yeah. them. I, there was millions of dollars for ounces of scorpion venom. It's oh, hard to get. Oh, you'd call uh, it a day. Yeah, you're done. You can retire, but they got to milk scorpion juice. I don't know how to do that. seems like a lot. And just a drop comes out. It would probably evaporate before you could get the next batch in. But anyway, because that fetches a handsome... It sure that does. Fetches, that fetches a that lot. fetches some... I've never heard clams. I've never heard a man with a lot of money say, and then if you buy Apple stock, it will fetch quite a handsome sum. It'll do what then? It'll fetch money. Okay. You don't have any money to no, I don't. What does that fetch? I'm gonna start saying it though. I like it. Uh what do we got up there? What do you want? Uh, Metallica, two cents, stereo mud and flames, Metallica Randy, upon a burning body. Randy Newman, Avenged Sevenfold, Muse, Primus, Randy GNR, Newman. Double Talk and Jive for our discussion earlier today. Yeah. Sword uh, People is jumping off that page. <laughs> it's off the uh, story we did for Little Tiny Napoleons. I don't want to hear it, though. I know. It's it, it's funny for about the first 30 I know, seconds. And then, and then you're like, like okay. Now he you're doesn't want to hear it either. Never ends. Randy Newman, you listen to it all day. Sword People got... Uh, is that a remake of Desperado? I don't know. I never heard it. I just upon a burning body. Up. Yes, you gotta be. Well, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it does. Okay, <laughs> this guy's angry about it. <laughs> Desperado by Upon a Burning Body. I don't... It can't be the Eagles. Let's see. Here we go. Please, can it? <laughs> Starts out promising. Yeah. So conform is to be destroyed. No, I don't no, think this no, is a cover. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure the Eagles are safe. Uh, yesterday, uh, I was in a restaurant and uh, my friend and I were eating, and he said, uh, Somebody covered this Rupert Holmes Pina Colada song. That's not him. And I'm like, You're right. It is a different drum thing. So I looked up covers of the Pina Colada song. And uh, Anal Seaward has one. Oh, nice. That was on the Muzak system? Pick it up. Hilarious. No, it was on my phone. I couldn't find it in the thing. It's the Rupert Holmes. Do you like pina yeah. coladas? Uh, anal C did it. And I can't say the C word because that's yeah. what you know what I'm saying. And uh, it's hilarious. Uh, there it is. Escape. No, oh, that's, that's escape. Jack Johnson. Yeah, okay, that's- Jack Johnson redid it too. I don't know if you're. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can look on YouTube or something. Find it, but I was—I found it on my phone yesterday, and I was dying (laughs) because it's the—it's the most pointless cover ever. (laughs) If you can't find it, if you can't, that's fine too. Uh, I don't care. Whatever you want to go with today, Brett. I don't know if you're going to find that. If we find it, we'll play it. Maybe it'll be a rock war song later. Contrive a topic to make that work. Um, Well, it's not our choice. No, that's true. Brady. Oh God. Uh, whatever you want to pick, Brett. It's all you today. Uh, great. I, I don't know. Double talk and jive. Was, that's what I was sticking. Let's do it. Sneaking out on Double talk and jive it is. Guns and Roses and everybody. And they're going on tour again. Yeah. So we got... Do we have a date for that officially? Yeah, we do. I think it's October. It should be, right? Yeah, they're coming to town. Guns and Roses, October 11th. Okay. At Chase Field. So there you go. Double talk and jive will be live again. And it's a great one. Do you have it ready? Uh, no, but I can get it. Yeah, get it for me. Because Toledo won't. Where's he? What's he doing? Busy.
Scorpions fetch $10. Who do you have to sell them to? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Where do you go to sell scorpions? Biggins, Biggins fetch uh, 20 Pregnant ones fetch 30 bucks, Brady. Paul, got a bucket of scorpions. <laughs> I don't have anything that I would... I don't own anything that says it would, that would fetch money. <laughs> what a great word. That'll fetch a pretty price. That'll fetch money right there. You could sell that. That'll fetch $20, $30. I'm not into that. I got to start saying that more because that's funny. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.